Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. My wife and I have been married for over 35 years, and there have been times when it has felt like we are so distant. We have drifted apart. Um, It's happened because of me, sometimes her, sometimes external circumstances just kind of come in. I think it happens to most couples at some point in time. I'm John Fuller, along with my friends from the Focus Marriage team, Greg and Aaron Smalley. And Aaron, you do counseling. Uh, You've been a student of marriage for many, many years. This is a pretty common thing, this drift. Yes, absolutely. And there's many different causes, like you're saying. Sometimes me, sometimes it's Greg, sometimes it's a circumstance. So it's looking at what is leading us to disconnect. You mentioned in a previous podcast when you had young kids that you would come home and you would see Dina was overwhelmed. So you didn't want to burden her with more. So thus you kind of dealt with life on your own. And that's often what we end up doing. We hmm. disconnect, but what we're really wanting is connection. So it's just recognizing that when we disconnect and isolate off, because there's good reason we don't want to burden our spouse that the fact is it won't lead you to what you want. It won't lead you to the connection that you're desiring. Yeah, somebody asked me, what are the assumptions you're making about Dina? And I've had to realize I was making assumptions that she couldn't carry that burden that I was having, whatever it was. Mm, that's a great question. And and I thought, okay, i gotta, I got to unpack that some more. We're still thinking that through. Uh, we're having some really good conversations about mm-hmm. it, actually. Let's go ahead and um, go now to a conversation that Jim Daly and I had with Josh and Christy Straub. Uh, They're the hosts of the Famous at Home podcast, and they do a really great job of sharing some of the things they've learned in this regard in their own marriage. I think as married couples, we tend to vacillate doing that well at times and doing it not so well at times, moving from me to we. And everything in our flesh is pulling on us to be, hey, be all about you. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Forget the we. Well, and the culture yeah. does too. Yeah. The culture and the, cult- the same and, thing. And the sin of our flesh. I mean, the enemy of our soul. They're all those voices saying, hey, this is about you. You're important. Why mm-hmm. can't she give a little more to what you need and vice versa? Um, but we've got to get to the we page. Describe mm-hmm. how you begin to move from that me to we. Yeah. I can, And I, I can say I have another vivid memory. We were visiting my family. I'm in, from Canada. We were there for Christmas. And Josh looked at me and said, I just want my wife back. And it wasn't until that moment that I really realized I was gone. Like the me that used to be, even the me in like the we we had cultivated before children was gone. And I'm not sure. Did it scare you? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That was a really um, pivotal, I think, point. And that's where I think I started to cling to that ladder. Like, I have got to move up one rung. Like, I cannot stay in this place for my marriage. I can't stay in this place for my kids or my family. Mm. And so I think what I kind of boil it down to three things. And I'll speak on behalf of myself and maybe women. I won't speak on behalf of men. But um, I, I feel like these are three things that have been really core into my coming back. And that was to be seen, to be known and to be invited. Mm -hmm. And that works in community, that works in marriage. But I think that was one thing that Josh has done really well is we started having conversations where it was recognizing that he sees me 
right? Like he sees the dailiness of he's off doing these great, exciting things. And by the way, you know, just so happens to speak on marriage and parenting, which is awesome, right? And coming home to this wife who's like in shambles. Gives you a certain um, amount of accountability. Yeah, <laughs> right? And, um, and, but it's, he said, I see you and I see what you're sacrificing um, in our home, but also I know you. So I want to know your heart. I want you to tell me those deeper things and that kind of led us into we started doing this thing. It was called 15 Minutes, how 15 Minutes Saved Our Marriage. And I don't know if you, Josh, want to talk a little bit about how we got into doing that. But I feel like those were the first rungs that we started to climb out. Yeah. And I think as, as you're talking, like it's that, you know, you talk about how we go from me to we, that me to we uh, was it began with listening. It began with mm-hmm. with seeing and knowing her. But but there's a depth there that she couldn't even use words to describe where she was at. So so for me to jump in and try to fix something or for me to try to figure it out was impossible because she couldn't even. So it, it becomes a journey together of mm-hmm. of discovering who we are and, and how to grow closer to Jesus. And so one of the, we really focus, we talk a lot about emotional safety. And, you know, for me, it was pursuing her heart. It, I have to guard her heart, but therefore I have to pursue it. And so we started just taking... Talk about how 15 minutes changed our marriage. We started taking, because at the end of the day, after the kids are down, you're so exhausted that you just want to go your separate ways. You know, you might, you know, you might have Netflix on. Yeah, it's like that (laughs) mindless activity. It's Netflix or it's Facebook or, you know, Instagram, whatever it is, or maybe it's going back to work. But we decided to say, hey, we're going to take 10 to 15 minutes at the end of every day. And we're going to just, we're going to focus on each other and we're going to use feeling words. We're not going to talk about, you know, all these, you know, things that we have going on or we're going to talk about kids, but we're going to focus on feeling words. So I felt angry when. All right, Greg. So following up on what the Straubs talked about, um, go ahead and share some more about why husbands and wives regularly need those kind of heart to heart conversations about the feelings that they're having. Pineapple and ham pizza. That's your answer. Okay. Thank you. I'll order one tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us more. You know, for so many years, I thought, I was convinced because it was Aaron's favorite pizza, pineapple and ham, until I brought that home one day and and she kind of gave me this, like, thank you, but look. And, and to find out that somehow her taste in pizza had changed. I don't know if that was overnight, if that was gradually His over hormones, I'm sure <laughs> over a few months, but might not want to say that, but I was stunned. <laughs> <laughs> I was stunned that, that all of a sudden my wife didn't like the pizza that yeah. she'd always liked. And the point is, is that why we need to have those deeper conversations because we're both changing constantly. And if we don't stay updated, if, if I don't invest significant time in staying current, seeking to better understand this season of life for her, what is she like? Even if it's the pizza topping, what's going to happen is that, one, I'll, I'll not really know her, and thus she won't feel known, which everybody longs to feel deeply known by their spouse. But but we just start drifting apart. And then one day it's like I'll wake up and look at her and think, man, I'm married to a stranger. She doesn't know me and I don't know her. And that's why these deeper conversations can honestly solve all that because it forces there to be an update of knowledge. Just like when yeah. your computer needs a, a new software update. This is what you do for your marriage. You've got to regularly spend time 
just just understanding, asking questions, seeking to understand what is your favorite pizza topping. Okay, but, in this but season. still, I'm, let me just pause you right there because let's say hypothetically, I have a friend who's not really into his feelings a whole lot, and they're just kind of over there, and he doesn't deal with feelings a lot. It would be much easier to find out what my wife likes on pizza than mm-hmm. it would be to talk about my anger issue or my feeling of being alone at times if she has to go to bed early. So help me so I don't keep it just at the pizza thing. Well, I mean, the good news is starting off at the pizza level, what that does over time, you're training the relationship how to have conversation. How do we go back and forth? How Mm -hmm. do we share information? Certainly, I don't want to exist in, Aaron, yeah, okay, this week, what's your favorite pizza topping? It's pretty much the same as yesterday when I shared that. (laughs) Great. But what what you're learning as a couple is how to prioritize talking. So there's nothing wrong with some of those surfacey kinds of issues and questions. And I know Aaron and I wrote a whole bunch, and you can find them at the marriage page at focusonthefamily.com. I'll give that URL in just a moment. But you want to create a relationship that feels safe that we can not only talk about pizza toppings, but then go a little bit deeper. Yeah, because it's got to feel safe. Although now I'm craving pizza. Um, <laughs> it's got to feel safe to have those conversations, those Mushroom deeper... Mushroom and pepperoni. Yes, that sounds that, so see? good. I know that now. We'll have a coupon online. <laughs> yes, it sounds really good. But you, you've got to know that if I do put that vulnerable piece of my heart out there that it's going to be met with unconditional love and acceptance. And it's not that your spouse is always going to agree with what you want or even what you say happened, but what's never negotiable is how you feel. Feelings are just there. They're not right. They're not wrong. They're not good. They're not bad. It's just my feelings. Good information. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just recognizing that that is how we go to those vulnerable places. It's got to feel safe. Okay. So one final, just John Fuller uh, therapy session question. So the other day at uh, lunch, my wife said, I'm really feeling sad still. I still feel sad. And I looked at her and I said, well, what's that about? And she rolled her eyes. (laughs) Like, I I think she thought I was going to try to fix that. So how do I... Give me a uh, some sort of response when she mm. says something, and I mm-hmm. want to validate it, but I don't want to try to fix it. Yeah, tell me more about that. Uh. You feel sad. Huh. Help me understand what's going on for you. What's going on over in your yard? You have your own perspective, your own feelings, your own emotion, your own experiences, but what's going on for you? Mm. Yeah. And just being curious about what is you don't, again, it's not trying to fix it. Um, because you saw the response you got yeah, with that. Yeah, it didn't work. But just, I want to be here with you. Tell me more. <laughs> yeah. Help me understand are three of the best words that as husbands we yeah. can ever use because it's non-judgmental. It's just, oh, interesting. Yeah, help me understand that a little bit better. Got it. I love when you, when we do marriage events, Greg will say to the, the audience and have them recite it. Hmm, interesting. Tell me more. Hmm. And I always say that's what he paid lots of money to get a doctorate for those words. <laughs> per letter, it yeah. still is pretty expensive. Yeah, yeah for sure. Idea, but, well, don't forget, we've got a, a coupon for pizza and some free resources <laughs> for you at the website, including the free marriage assessment. It will help you get what Greg was just talking about. It'll help you understand some things and have some common currency to have uh, discussions about. There's also uh, the book that Greg and Aaron wrote called Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. 
Uh, you can find out more about that. We'll send that to you if you can make a donation of any amount uh, to the ministry here to help us help families worldwide. Uh, give us a call or stop by the website for the marriage assessment and that book, Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. It's focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. Next time, we're going to hear some really great stuff from Pastor D.A. Horton and his wife, Alicia, as they talk about making your marriage a picture of the gospel. On behalf of the Smallies and the rest of the team here, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.